Hi, you're listening to the podcast of Victory Santa Rosa. We pray that this message encourages you on your journey of faith in Jesus. This is our third week on unwrapping the present. And we said that we're unwrapping, it's like a gift. The Christmas is like a gift, God's gift to us, humankind. And we're unwrapping that gift. And this is our third week of getting to understand the Christmas season even better. Specifically today, we're going to talk about the Son of God and the Son of Man. I'm going to ask you now to stand with us as we read from John chapter 1 in verse 43 onwards. John 1 verses 43 to 51. Let me begin reading. Verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We've found of him who, of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip, Philip said to him, Come and see. Verse 47, Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? And Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Lord, thank you for the present, the gift that you have prepared for us again this Christmas season. Thank you for the gift that you unwrapped, Lord, more than 2,000 years ago on that beautiful day in Bethlehem. Thank you that this gift continues up to the present and we can experience you, Lord Jesus, we can experience the gift of Christmas all over again. In Jesus' name, amen. The past two weeks, we talked about unwrapping the present. And during that first week, we spoke about uh, John the Beloved's encounter with Jesus. See, John the Beloved, who's the author of the Gospel of John, told us, I've encountered the Logos. He is the Word Himself who was from the beginning, who created the world and eventually tabernacled with us, dwelt with us, dwelt among men. This Logos, the purpose, the reason for our being, the reason for our existence came on earth. And then on the second week, we talked about John the Baptist's testimony or encounter naman with Jesus saying, this man, I tell you, I saw the Holy Spirit come upon him. He's the promised one of God. And, you know, and today, we're specifically going to talk about Philip's and Nathaniel's encounter with Jesus. The point being, Christmas is about encountering Jesus all over again. I pray that that would be so for your family. Meron tayong usually mga Advent na mga yung Advent na evening, di ba? Advent wreath, Advent candles. We do that, and it's a time to be able to talk to your family and in anticipation of what will happen during the Christmas day. Hopefully, we'll have opportunities to sit down, especially with our younger kids, and establish Christmas traditions that would help them remember Christmas as a different kind of season. Hopefully, we'll have 
a time to slow down. <laughs> Between the 25th and January 1. Yung buong week na yun, di ba? Hopefully, you'll have a time to be able to slow down and say, Lord, salamat po ah. To take stock of the year and say, God, ang dami niyong ginawa na naman ngayon taon. Lord, you've been so faithful all over again. And then to listen to God, to encounter Jesus all over again. Philip encountered Jesus that day. John chapter 1 in verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. And we know now that Galilee is by the lake of Galilee, right? Or the Sea of Galilee. You have towns surrounding it, one of which is Bethsaida. And that same town, Bethsaida, is the place where Andrew and Peter uh, live. Magkapatid sila, di ba? Now, backtrack ng konti. This is like the fifth day of the account of John the Baptist's story. You know, he would talk about the baptism and then the following day, he would speak to John and Andrew and say, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then after that, they'd spend the afternoon with him and then they'd come back saying, we have found the Messiah. Peter, Peter, we, we need you to be able to meet. And presumably, it was another day to be able to meet uh, with, between Peter and Jesus. And now this is the following day after that and that they went to Galilee, hometown mismo. And in this hometown, presumably, it was Peter and Andrew who brought Philip to Jesus. And then Jesus, and then Philip encountered Jesus when when Jesus said, come, or when, when, when he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Every single one of us has had a certain encounter with God. Iba-iba. Some of us encountered him in a context of a miracle. The Lord healed one of your family members. The Lord healed you. I remember Pastor Ado Bernardo, uh, who, who was my group leader when I was in college, was invited to one of the services in Shangri-La <laughs> in those days. And uh, the first time he was at the service, he was, uh, you know, he was sick. He was sick. Uh, he had asymptomatic tuberculosis. And he said, he, he described it this way, yung pag tumalon akong ganyan, babagsak na yung lungs ko. Yan, ganyan. <laughs> uh, that, that idea. And he was coming to God with that. And then the message was about this. If you're willing, Lord, you can make me whole. And then he, just like the leper, reached out to God in that moment and said, Lord, if you're willing, would you make me whole? And he was healed instantly. Yon. Biglang yung, yung atas, nagpatingin talaga siya. Tingnan, well, he's a public health practitioner, so he understands what he's doing. And uh, he, nagpatingin talaga siya, and then he saw, totoo nga, I have been healed completely. That may have been the context of your encounter with God. Or it could just have been simple. Now, my encounter with Jesus was one particular night around past 10 p.m. over a small dinner table, my brother shared the gospel to me. For the first time in my life, I had a chance to open the Bible. And there was nothing fantastic. There were no lights. You know, there was, no, there was not much crying. It was just me and him talking about God. And yet the Lord was speaking to me in that moment. And I believed. I believed. For the first time I read the Bible, I believed. And I slept that night with a smile on my face. I encountered God. How have you encountered God recently? How have you encountered God this year? Who was Jesus to you this year? The reason why we're talking about such an encounter is because an encounter with God, an encounter with Jesus is so important because that defines how you see Him and how you will follow Him. It will define how you see Him and how you will follow Him. 
if the only encounter you've had with Jesus was in the context of church and religiosity and not much anything, not, not much response from you, uh, and you know, it was just the motions of religion, then you'll only see him as a distant God whom you're just following in the context of a religion without being Emmanuel, God with us, up close and personal, having a reconciled relationship with God. You would just follow him from a distance and you would just involve him in a few things in your life. But if you've encountered Jesus to be Messiah, to be the Son of God, to be your Lord, to be someone who loved you enough to die for you on the cross. And out of that, you were just so taken by that reality and say, God, thank you so much for your love. Lord, I want to love you back. I want to respond to you in gratefulness. Truly, Lord, you saved me. You died for me, Lord, in that way. God, I want to throw my life completely to you and to your purpose for me. Ibang iba. Depending sa encounter mo, that's also the way that you'd follow Jesus. Now, apparently, Philip had a powerful encounter with the Lord Jesus. With just those, with just those two words, follow me. Follow me. I think it's safe to say that Jesus is saying those same two words to you today. Follow me. Tara, sundan mo ako. Alam ba kung saan ako papunta? Alam ba kung anong plano ko para sa buhay mo? Alam ba kung anong direction ko? Alam ba kung saan kita dadalhin? Maganda yung lugar na yon. Follow me. Follow me. Let your life, let your heart be given completely to me. Follow me. Surrender to me. Recognize that I died on the cross for you to be able to save you from your sins. I am the Lamb of God. And if you would believe in the cross, believe in what I've done for you, believe in me as your Savior and as your Lord, in that moment, your sins will be taken away. You will be reconciled to my Father and I am with you, Emmanuel, indeed. Follow me. Follow me. In the context of you raising your family, in the context of you pursuing your business, your career, follow me. Please me in everything you do. Seek desire to be able to know me and, 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 and do what I, and, 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 uh, and obey what I say about each of those situations that you have because I know exactly where I'm bringing you. Follow me. And it is true, it is true that people who don't follow don't encounter Jesus at all. People who don't follow don't encounter Jesus at all. People who do follow, and apparently that was the response of Philip, he found Philip and said to him, follow me. And the result of that was this. <laughs> Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote about. I mean, whoa, take lang, take lang. Sinabihan ka lang ni Jesus, follow me. Tapos biglang yan nakagad ang conclusion mo. Do you remember John and Andrew, when John the Baptist pointed to Jesus and, say, look, and said, look the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then John and Andrew began to follow him. And then they spent the afternoon with him. They came back, coming to Peter and say, we have found the Messiah. Same conclusion. What is it about Jesus? What is it about talking to him? What is it about experiencing him on an afternoon? What is it about Jesus that would make you conclude that he is the Messiah, the one of whom, and he, he mentioned those three things, the one of whom Moses in the law and the prophets, oh, sorry, two things, Moses in the law and the prophets spoke about. I mean, whoa, talaga. 
Biglang na-connect-connect mo na lahat yun at ang conclusion mo, He is the Messiah. And then he mentions something. Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus who sires from Nazareth, He is the son of Joseph. They actually acknowledged. He, Philip, acknowledged. And he understood. This guy's the son. Uh, He's this guy's the son of a person that I, I that I know that 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 who lives in Nazareth and he is he's human. There you go. That's a good conclusion. He is human in every way, and yet at the same time, he is the Messiah, the one of whom Moses in the law and in the prophets wrote about. Who is the Messiah? Bakit siya significant? Well, alam natin to, Israel has been waiting for the Messiah. Israel has been waiting for the savior of their nation. And their perspective was to have a political king to eventually overrun and restore their nation, overrun the conquerors of their nation and raise their nation back to its former glory, such as in the time of David and Solomon. That was their hope. That was the picture in their mind. But God was thinking much bigger. Much bigger. Because Jesus came not only for the salvation of Israel, but for the salvation of the whole world. And apparently, and the Messiah, the Messiah, the Messiah who will save the nation of Israel has also given the same sacrifice to be able to bring salvation to the rest of the Gentiles, the rest of the world. Philip encountered Jesus and concluded he found the Messiah, the son of Joseph. This Messiah is human. And I, I, I'm, 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 we're taking the time or we're mentioning that because it's important as this whole thing unfolds in the rest of the passage. This Messiah is human. He's the son of Joseph. But he is nonetheless the Messiah that was written of in the Old Testament. Let's continue with the passage. Verse 46. Nathaniel said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, Nazareth, uh, um, we didn't get the picture, no? Pero Pastor Save, uh, Pastor Save Babista of our Robinson's congregation, um, told us they got to visit Nazareth when they went on a study tour in Israel. And sabi niya, andumi? Andumi talaga nung lugar natin. Apparently, historically, it was like uh, uh, it was like one of those outskirts na walang masyadong potential na town. Okay? It was like uh, one of those dirty towns, not many people, and which is why the conclusion of Nathaniel was, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, it can also be non-condescending, that comment. What was he talking about? Because Nathaniel, Nathaniel, when Philip told na, when Philip said to Nathaniel, we found the Messiah, Nathaniel was thinking, take along, Bethlehem dapat. Nazareth is in Galilee, up north. Judea is a bit down south. It should Bethlehem is in Judea. It should be in Bethlehem. It should be there because that that was what has been prophesied. So it can't be coming from Nazareth. Hindi peding doon manggagaling. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And I love Philip's response. He said, come and see. Come and see. It takes going to Jesus, actually talking to him, encountering him, experiencing him for the first time. And Philip was just so confident na you'll get to see for yourself, Nathaniel. Makilala mo lang siya. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. Jesus invited Philip, follow me. We invite other people, come and see. Galing, no? Yung kay Philip, when he became a disciple, he immediately became an evangelist, sort of. And he even immediately went to someone, specifically to Nathaniel, and said, come and see, come and encounter Jesus himself. 
Dalawa yung bagay na yun. You think about that for a moment. How are you following Jesus, which results in an encounter with Him? How are you coming and seeing Him, which now talks about your personal pursuit of God? Now talks about your slowing down, reading your Bible, praying to Him, worshiping, journaling, surrendering the needs of your family, coming to God and just surrendering your own cares, crying out to Him, listening to what He would say to you, and resolving to continue to obey Him for the rest of your life. Come and see. That's your personal pursuit of God. Yung bagay na yan, we can't do that for you. It's a personal thing. You, you, hopefully, would have encountered Jesus to a certain degree that you'd say, it is worth pursuing Him all over again. It is worth coming to Him all over again. In fact, it's a measure of your own desperation. Desperation comes when you have circumstances that are so dire and so difficult that you have no choice. You're desperate for God to move. But desperation could also be a state of your heart. A state of your heart, na, Lord, I am just so hopeless, helpless. There's nothing more I could do. Lord, I'm desperate for you, which is why you come and see. You go to God. You pursue Him. But desperation does not need to always be in a situation that's desperate or in a heart situation that's desperate. It could also be sort of a state of mind. A state of mind, when I say that, I mean this. It's a state, it's a, it's a state of mind that's filled with humility. It's you coming together and say, Lord, maayos naman po ang buhay ko. Maayos naman po ang buhay ng pamilya ko. At Lord, okay, okay naman ako. Pero Lord, I could not get enough of you. Lord, I want more. God, I want to be able to understand you more. I come home, you know, may mga, last weekend, by the way, we were not here uh, because we visited the 25th anniversary of Victory Santiago. Uh, that's one of our churches up north in Isabela. And my wife and I had a chance in separate occasions to be able to help with the church plan. I helped with the initial year. She helped at the second, third, and the fourth year uh, while she was teaching in one of the schools there. During that first year, I was a campus missionary in Santiago. And uh, we went there to be able to visit the church, see the church now at its 25th year, and uh, to be also to preach at the anniversary service. And to be able to see all of that again and say, God, grabe Lord, ang galing naman po nitong mga nangyari na to. And, and we, come, we came home, this is the point of the story, I came home missing my children. And I, I usually tell them this, you know what, I missed you. Now, e e morning, morning, I leave in the morning, and yet I, and then I come home at night on a regular work day, still I miss them. I guess it's because I could not get enough of them also, as well as my wife. You know, every so often, uh, well, kami po nilet, parang regular na namin na habit na mahaba talagang kwentuhan. Part of, it, part of the reason, around one to two hours maybe, minsan two to three hours every night. Um, tas kwentuhan lang, recounting the day, recounting God's faithfulness, uh, minsan away din yun, yun. kung ano-ano mga nangyayari within those two to three hours, depende na. Yung, pero, part of it is because I could also not get enough of her. Parang, I, I, I would like to be, and me being able to get to know the children, experiencing them, whether in the context of games, asaran, kainan, o kung ano pang mga iba pang bagay, at kami naman nilet yung aming mga intimate moments, yung aming mga kwentuhan, and so on. All of that, I could not get enough of them. Pwede mo bang i-translate yung lahat ng iyon to your relationship with God and say, God, I could not get enough of you. Lord, I'm desperate for you again today. 
Lord, I want to be able to meet you again. I want to be able to know you more. Lord, this Christmas season, we're already experiencing so much of your blessing, of your favor. It's really great already. But God, I could not get enough of you. Lord, could you reveal yourself to me afresh in a new way all over again? God, I am desperate for your presence. Desperate for your presence. Very much like Moses in his day. Lord, reveal to me your glory. No one else in Israel asked God of that. No one else in Israel asked God of that. It was Moses who said, Lord, show me your glory. And I think God was really pleased and he did not want to kill Moses on the spot. So he said, Moses, I'm going to put you on the cleft by the side of the mountain. Cleft in a rock. I'll put my hand over you. I will let all my glory pass by you and then you will see my back. Para mag-survive ka naman. Para tuloy pa rin. Ayaw pa naman kitang kunin agad. But you get the idea. Apparently, God was pleased when someone came to see. Moses was like that. Nathaniel, Philip invited Nathaniel to do exactly that. Verse 47, Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Loaded po yung phrase na yon. An Israelite indeed. In other translations, a true Israelite. Remember, the, ori the original name of, of Israel was Jacob. Jacob was a deceiver. Eventually, when he became Israel, he's no longer a deceiver. He's now a man of truth. Someone who wrestled with God and overcame. So when Jesus affirmed Nathaniel and said, he's a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false, in whom there is no deceit, that was a huge compliment for Nathaniel because he, coming from the nation of Jacob, was now the nation of, which is now the nation of Israel, and he, in a sense, lived up to who Israel should be. And not a bit of Jacob. He's all Israel and no Jacob. That's him. That's a beautiful uh, commendation. Nathaniel said to him, How do you know me? Ayana. How do you know me? That's a very piercing question. Do you know that God knows you? Do you know that God knows your name? Do you know that God calls you by name? Do you know that the relationship he wants with you is personal and you could bring it even deeper? Do you know that God knows exactly what's going on in each of our lives? What's going on in your life, in your thoughts right now, even while listening here, the struggles of your heart. He knows you and in the midst of that knowledge, he calls you. Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, when you were under the tree, I saw you. I saw you. I saw you. What was happening under the tree? Yung pong under the fig tree, that's a phrase that's used in the Old Testament. It's like a promise of peace coming from the Messiah. Kasi sasabihin, you will be, each one of you will have your, you will be, you'll, ha, you'll have your own home, your own land, and you will have peace under the vine and under your own fig tree. There. So that's the picture. So when you say under the fig tree, that's a beautiful picture. It's a messianic promise of peace. That's in the Israelite mind. So when Jesus said to Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree. So it's something that part of the practice of the Israelites is now to actually have a, an actual fig tree and try to meet with God there. And you know, uh, well, some scholars would say apparently Nathaniel might have had his own religious experience under the fig tree and Jesus acknowledged that. Jesus knew what was going on in his heart that he just had an experience with God 
under the fig tree. And when Jesus called that out and said, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you, ang reaction ni Nathaniel, he answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. You're the son of God. Major yon. The son of God, the king of Israel. The son of God and the king of Israel. And the son of God, the king, lahat po yun ay mga titles ng Messiah. So, Philip affirmed Jesus is the Messiah. Nathaniel, in just one exchange of a conversation, not even a whole afternoon, just because Jesus prophetically gave an insight I saw you under the fig tree. I know what's going on in your life. I know what you just experienced. I know you. In that moment, Nathaniel responded to God and said, You are the Son of God. You're the King of Israel. Immediately, naniwala siya dun sa sinabi ni Philip na grabe, nakita ko na yung nakasulat, nasusulat, yung sinulat ni Moses at saka yung sa prophets na sinasabi nila. Nathaniel met Jesus and found the Son of God, the King of Israel. And then Jesus answered him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? Ah, okay ka. Naniwala ka kaagad, ha? Ah? Oh, ito. You'll see greater things than this. I mean, whoa. Greater things than this. Wherever you might be in your own encounter with Jesus, you are yet to see greater things than that. Wherever you might be in your own journey with God, you have yet to see greater things than that. Would you be willing to follow Him to come and see, to pursue Him with, with such a desperation, a, a type of pursuit that, Lord, I would like to be able to encounter Your glory. Would you be willing to believe that Jesus wants to reveal Himself more and more to you? He has yet to reveal more of Himself to you. In fact, this is what He said to Nathaniel, and He said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Again, a picture of Jacob. You remember Jacob, Jacob's ladder? He put his hand on a rock, I head on a rock. He, uh, he went to sleep. Then he dreamed of a ladder coming, you know, connecting heaven and earth, uh, earth to heaven. And then angels were descending up and down. Same picture. Jesus was saying, oh, Nathaniel, okay? I already, I, I, I got you. You're a true Israelite. All Israel, no Jacob. And that same picture that your ancestor experienced, you will see that I will fulfill that. Angels from heaven will be descending and ascending from the Son of Man. And then Jesus would use a phrase, the Son of Man, which again is significant to them. Nakita nyo ba? Son of Joseph, Son of God, King of Israel, and then Son of Man. He was actually, in a sense, quoting from Daniel chapter 7. I saw in the night visions. This was Daniel seeing God in a new light, and he wrote about the Son of Man. With the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him in glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Again, Daniel spoke of the Messiah, and Jesus claimed that title, applied it to him, and said, Yes, I'm the son of Joseph, but I'm also the son of God, and I'm also the son of man. In Psalm chapter 2, in Psalm 2, not chapter pala, there are no chapters in Psalms. It's song 1, song 2, song 3. Psalm 2, you'd see those same phrases used. He's the anointed, which is translated Messiah. I've set my king on Zion, he's the king of Israel. And I'll tell of the decree, the Lord said to me, you are my son. 
Son of God, Son of Man. All speaking of the same thing. The Messiah. That Jesus is the Messiah and He is fully God and fully man. Think about that. Fully God and fully man. He is fully God in a human body. He is fully God. Did not lose an ounce of His deity when He tabernacled with us, when He dwelt on earth among men. And as fully God and fully man walked the streets of Jerusalem, walked the streets of Israel, died on the cross, and eventually was resurrected bodily. Take note of that again. Bodily, human. He was resurrected bodily from the dead such that when he appeared to people, he had a body still. His humanity and his, be and his deity combined together to be able to save us. He needed to be fully man to be able to represent mankind. He needed to be fully God to be able to represent the holiness, the sinlessness of who God is. He needed to be that, to be the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. It's amazing. Allow me to wind down with this. I'd like to throw in this possibility. Would you be willing to see greater things than these? Whatever it is you've experienced from God thus far, whether you've been walking with Him over the past five years, the past three years, the past ten years, whatever you've experienced from God this year, would you be willing to put faith and say, God, you're right, Lord. I know I'm going to see even greater things than what I've experienced. Lord, I have yet to see. I, I will see, you know, in what way have you encountered Jesus in a greater way recently? Would you be willing to believe God for an even bigger encounter of Him? John the Beloved encountered Jesus. John the Baptist encountered Jesus. Nathaniel and Philip encountered Jesus. Next week, we're going to talk about Thomas's encounter with the Lord Jesus. That each of those personal encounter with the Lord Jesus, would you be willing to believe to encounter Jesus afresh this Christmas season in a greater way? But something would be asked of you. You will need to come and see. Would you be willing to slow down? Itong panahon na to, to be able to experience God even more. To be able to know Him even more. I'd like to ask for the music team to now come up. Now We're going to worship God. And as we do so, I'd like to ask you to just breathe a prayer to God. I'm inviting you to stand up now. I'd like to ask you to breathe a prayer to God and just tell Him, Lord, I would like to believe to encounter you, Lord, in a greater way this Christmas season. Lord, I'd like to believe, Lord, for an even greater encounter, a personal encounter of you. If you're, if you're children, if you're students, if you're here with your parents, uh, I'm going to challenge you. Apart from your parents, encounter Jesus yourself. Encounter Jesus yourself. Let Him speak to you. He knows your name. He sees you under the fig tree. <laughs> and an encounter with Him will cause you to, will just, He will floor you. I'm telling you. You'll just fall down to the floor and say, God, you're awesome. You're great. You're great. This has been the Victory Santa Rosa podcast. To see more church updates, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Victory Santa Rosa.